Good evening. We serve such a wonderful God, and I'm so thankful. I am so thankful to be a Christian. I'm so thankful to follow God. One thing that I've learned in my life is that all the trials and tribulations and storms, the ups, the downs, everything that I've been through, I understand that all it was, it was just a setup for God for my come up. I'm so very appreciative that God, he saved a person such as myself to be able to continue on and to be able to serve him. I'm so grateful for everything that he has done for me. I'm not sure if you have been through some things in your life. I'm sure that you have, but I want you to know today that we have a faithful God. I want you to know today that God loves you just like you are. See, a lot of people, they try to fix you up and there's a lot of people they try to be judgmental towards you but I want you to understand that you have a God that you can go to you have a God that can show you so much love and give you grace and give you mercy because that's who he is and the name that I'm talking about is Jesus there's some things that you will experience in this lifetime and you won't understand why you're going through it. But I want to tell you, as people throw and situations throw lemons at you, you have to learn how to step back. You have to learn how to decree and declare who Jesus is. And everything in the Bible, that's why it's so very important to read your word. Because everything in the Bible, it's food for you. It's when the enemy comes up against you. You can use those things and you can tell the enemy, even though it may look this way, this is what God God says about it and see when you take the negative and you put the positive then God moves mountains faith is so very important we have to understand that we have words and the words that we speak it has power in our words and when you speak things into your life you're confused and you're like, well, how did that happen? Because you have to learn that you have to speak positive things in your life. Even when things look dead, you got to speak life into it. You got to speak to your mountain. You got to ask God to guide you and to strengthen you and to uplift you. And he will do just that because God already knows what you're facing. He already knows what you're going through. But see, we want to go to our friends and we want to go to our family and we want people to, to make everything better for us when all you have to do is get on your face and cry out to God. I'm so very thankful about some of the storms that I went through in my life. Yes, they hurt it. But one thing I understand is that becoming a Christian is a beautiful thing. But when you become a Christian, you lose everything. And when I say you lose everything, you deny yourself the things of the world. You deny yourself on how people look at you. You deny yourself of the fun that you used to have. One thing in your life, if you are in a situation and God has freed you from that, you thank him and you praise him and you let him know that you thank him. But if you're in a situation where you keep looking back to the back to the past on which you used to be and how you used to look, you're not moving, you're not progressing because you're looking at the old new. And when you become a Christian, you're new in the image of Christ. There's some places that you're not going to be able to go. There's going to be some people that you're not going to be able to hang out with. It doesn't mean that you're better. It doesn't mean that you think that you're high almighty. But what that means is that I'm a new creature and I value myself a whole lot more than what I used to be. Because when I used to be that person out in the street and when I used to sell dope and I used to do this or I used to do that, 
then you are going back to where you used to be. And whenever you're trying to move forward, you can't look back. I'm not saying it's not okay to reminisce about where God has brought you from. But if you find yourself looking back in the past and, and, and acting like, okay, what you have done in the past is okay. And you try to revisit that situation when you become a new babe in Christ or a renewed creature, then you're going to have some issues. No matter what the devil tells you, and he tells you what you're supposed to be, and he tells you what you're, what God doesn't want you to be, and he thinks he's making you think as though God has forgotten about you. I'm here to let you know today, those are all lies. I want you to continue on with your head up high. I want you to continue on knowing that our God is faithful, our God is powerful, and he's working everything out for you. He's working it out for your good. So rather you be here one minute, you be gone the next, as long as you serve God, all is good. I thank you for listening to me tonight. But just understand it's all good if it's all God. God bless you. Good evening. We serve such a wonderful God and I'm so thankful. I am so thankful to be a Christian. I'm so thankful to follow God. One thing that I've learned in my life is that all the trials and tribulations and storms, the ups, the downs, everything that I've been through, I understand that all it was, it was just a setup for God for my come up. I'm so very appreciative that God, he saved a person such as myself to be able to continue on and to be able to serve him. I'm so grateful for everything that he has done for me. I'm not sure if you have been through some things in your life. I'm sure that you have, but I want you to know today that we have a faithful God. I want you to know today that God loves you just like you are. See, a lot of people, they try to fix you up and there's a lot of people they try to be judgmental towards you but I want you to understand that you have a God that you can go to you have a God that can show you so much love and give you grace and give you mercy because that's who he is and the name that I'm talking about is Jesus there's some things that you will experience in this lifetime and you won't understand why you're going through it. But I want to tell you, as people throw and situations throw lemons at you, you have to learn how to step back. You have to learn how to decree and declare who Jesus is. And everything in the Bible, that's why it's so very important to read your word. Because everything in the Bible, it's food for you. It's when the enemy comes up against you. You can use those things and you can tell the enemy, even though it may look this way, this is what God God says about it and see when you take the negative and you put the positive then God moves mountains faith is so very important we have to understand that we have words and the words that we speak it has power in our words and when you speak things into your life you're confused and you're like well how did that happen because you have to learn that you have to speak positive things in your life. Even when things look dead, you got to speak life into it. You got to speak to your mountain. You got to ask God to guide you and to strengthen you and to uplift you. And he will do just that because God already knows what you're facing. He already knows what you're going through. But see, we want to go to our friends and we want to go to our family and we want people to, to make everything better for us when all you have to do is get on your face and cry out to God. 
I'm so very thankful about some of the storms that I went through in my life. Yes, they hurt it. But one thing I understand is that becoming a Christian is a beautiful thing. But when you become a Christian, you lose everything. And when I say you lose everything, you deny yourself the things of the world. You deny yourself on how people look at you. You deny yourself of the fun that you used to have. One thing in your life, if you are in a situation and God has freed you from that, you thank him and you praise him and you let him know that you thank him. But if you're in a situation where you keep looking back to the back to the past on which you used to be and how you used to look, you're not moving, you're not progressing because you're looking at the old new. And when you become a Christian, you're new in the image of Christ. There's some places that you're not going to be able to go. There's going to be some people that you're not going to be able to hang out with. It doesn't mean that you're better. It doesn't mean that you think that you're high almighty. But what that means is that I'm a new creature and I value myself a whole lot more than what I used to be. Because when I used to be that person out in the street and when I used to sell dope and I used to do this or I used to do that, then you are going back to where you used to be. And whenever you're trying to move forward, you can't look back. I'm not saying it's not okay to reminisce about where God has brought you from. But if you find yourself looking back in the past and, and, and acting like, okay, what you have done in the past is okay, and you try to revisit that situation when you become a new babe in Christ or a renewed creature, then you're going to have some issues. No matter what the devil tells you, and he tells you what you're supposed to be, and he tells you what you're, what God doesn't want you to be, and he thinks he's making you think as though God has forgotten about you. I'm here to let you know today, those are all lies. I want you to continue on with your head up high. I want you to continue on knowing that our God is faithful, our God is powerful, and he's working everything out for you. He's working it out for your good. So rather you be here one minute, you be gone the next. As long as you serve God, all is good. I thank you for listening to me tonight. But just understand it's all good if it's all God. God bless you. Good afternoon, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Today is going to be such a blessed day for you. Um, I'm going to be talking about what does the Bible say about being a Christian wife? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you and we ask that you bless this message. We ask that you reach, it reaches your children, so that way they can be blessed by this message. I ask that you put your anointing on this word that you have gave me for your people, so that way they can walk forward and then not be deceived by what the world has stated to them, what type of a wife to be. We praise your name in advance and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Being a Christian wife, we all know at times it is very, very difficult. You know, being a Christian wife will sometimes have you looking like a fool. And being a Christian wife will sometimes have people scratching their heads and wondering, what type of a person are you? So today I'm going to be explaining to you the benefits of being a Christian wife. Outside of a, a worldly wife. And there is a difference. See, people don't understand that there is a difference. See, nowadays, 
everybody is just basically, they're just moving and just doing whatever they want to do. And they maneuver around in the world, just, you know, listening to their friends and listening to the TV and listening to the radio and what a woman should be. See, Anytime that you take the fundamentals, anytime you take which was what was created, which is the Bible, so that way we can be blessed. Anytime you take God out of stuff, then that's where you have issues at. A lot of Christian women that are wives, you're going to have to learn how to be humble. You're, you're going to be in a situation where it seems that you're always the one on getting the short end of the stick. It's going to seem that you're frustrated. It's going to seem to people that you're just dumb and people will not understand. But when you made up in your mind that for God, I live and for God, I die and that I'm going to serve God regardless and do what he tells me to do. I'm going to be obedient to the word of God that was placed in front of me so that way I can get my blessings. See, when you're a Christian wife, then you pray for your spouse. When you're a Christian wife, you care what goes on in your household and what goes on with your children and what goes on with your husband. You have to know the order of the household and people might put their children before their husband where that's not that's not the correct way. It's God first and then your spouse comes and then it's your children and everybody else comes after that. Anytime you take that out of order, then you're out of order and then that brings problems because you don't know the order. You don't know the position that you're supposed to be playing as a Christian wife. And a lot of people, they will come up against this when I tell them and I say that the, it's God first and then it's your it's your spouse and then it's your children because some people bring their children before their husband. Okay, now I'm not talking about a boyfriend. I'm not talking about putting your boyfriend before your children. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the order of a sanctified household under God. There's a difference. Some worldly women, they feel as though they can just do whatever they want to do. And the problem is that a lot of people, they look to the magazines, they look to um, people, they look to what their moms and their sisters and aunties did. They're basically just, you know, doing whatever they want to do. And they're just going along with how the world says they're supposed to act. A lot of people have big mouths, you know, a lot of people, rather you be right or wrong, a lot of women, they have a mouth on them. And what I've learned over my many years of walking through life is that sometimes it, it you have to humble yourself. Me coming from a strong woman and me not taking no mess from anybody and me knowing who I am within Jesus Christ and me being confident with who I am, not for people, but because I, I realize that I am made perfect in the image of God. God has me in position to do just what he wants me to do. And he wants me to look this way for his purposes. And he wants my temperament to be this way for a purpose. See, when you're married, you have to basically set aside your own desires and your own dreams and your own goals. And you have to make 
your household, you have to make your husband your ministry. There's going to still be storms and there's still going to be tribulations and there's still going to be some things that you are going to go through as a Christian wife. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you're built. It doesn't matter what car you drive or what house you live in. None of that matters. It's all about putting God first. As a Christian wife, One of the most important things is if something goes on with your spouse and even if you know that he's wrong and even though you know that you are um, accurate and your findings or whatever is going on, you don't have to go to your husband and argue about anything because all all that's going to do is cause confusion and strife in your household because when you go to a person and you start telling them this or telling them that, we have to know that they're immediately going to be defensive. Okay. So what I've learned is I don't need to go to anybody to talk about anything. I go to God. The most important thing that you should learn out of this lesson is if you are married, if you're having an issue with your spouse, You go to God about that person because God has a way of um, changing their heart. God has a way of convicting them. So if I go to God and my daddy already knows what's going on, I know and I can I can rest assured that everything is going to be okay because I went to my daddy which he's the one that can make the change. He's the one that can change the heart. He's the one that can bring people into repentance because whenever you stop playing God and you go to God, God can do amazing things. The first step in becoming a Christian wife is surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus. Not only with the Holy Spirit empowering us can only give us a life under godly people. When we place our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, it is similar to the wedding day. The entire direction of our lives have to be built around Christ. When we do this, we begin to see life from God's perspective and not our own, rather than pursuing our own agendas. That means that a Christian woman will approach marriage with a different mindset that a worldly woman would. Her desires were not only to be a good wife, but it would be to be a good wife for her husband and be a good mother for her children as well. Being a Christian woman involves living out of the principle found in Philippians chapter two, verse three and four. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others. If you do this, then I promise you that this will alleviate a lot of the arguments that you're having in your household. Because when you go into, when you go under, under God and you ask God to fulfill your purposes, see, God knows you, God knows your spouse And God will do just that. He will bless that marriage regardless of what you're going through. One of the most frequent areas of conflict in marriage is sex. This is something that we have to, I want you to grasp this and I want you to understand this. See, men are so different than women. See, men desire sex more often than we do. Men also place a higher value on the sexual relationship. 
and their self-worth can be threatened when their wives refuse to cooperate. Most wives lose the level of interest in sex that they may have had at the beginning of a relationship. See, this right here, like I told you yesterday, that when you are meeting somebody and you're courting, see, you might stay in the bed all day long. But when you've been with that person for so long, you begin to grow gracefully and understand there's more to it than that. There's more to it than being in the bed. You have another, um, your priorities are different. See, we find emotional fulfillment through our relationships, such as our children and our friends. But this sometimes can lead to a husband's resentment and hostility when his wife does not understand his true need for sexual expression. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 through 5, it explains that husbands and wives do not have total control over their own bodies, but have given themselves to each other. A Christian wife realizes that in submitting her body to her husband, she is in fact surrendering to the Lord's plan for her. See, that submission right there, a lot of people, they don't want to hear that word submission. When you say submission to people nowadays, honey, the women will tie up their hair, they'll take their earrings off, and they're ready to fight. Because that's like a cuss word. That's like saying Blank, blank your mama when you talk about submission. But see, we have to understand that we can't look at submission that way. We have to understand that we're looking at it like we're working for God ourselves. Okay, so this is how it's blessed. Wives are told to submit to their husbands as they do to the Lord. See, we cringe at the word submit because it has been used by men. It has been. To, as an excuse to treat like uh, treat us like slaves. When these three verses are ripped from their context and applied to women only, they become a tool in the hand of Satan. See, Satan often twists scriptures to accomplish his evil purposes. So you have to know your word. You can't let Satan take scriptures, and you can't let him use them. You, let let him use them on you to fulfill his purposes. You got to know your word. See when you place God above your marriage, God is always going to see things through. You know, even though sometimes men don't even deserve, they don't deserve what we got to give to them for whatever reason. That's what we feel. But we have to understand that God has made them the the head. See, when you understand the head and you understand that you are the weaker vessel, then you will understand how to walk gracefully through your marriage. A lot of worldly women, they're not going to understand this because guess what? They're walking in the movement of I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a woman. I'm an independent woman. So what I look at as being an independent woman, it's just a woman that's mad. It's just a woman that is angry. And I'm not talking about, oh, I can take care of myself. You know, when you're a certain age, that's what you're supposed to be doing. So all of these stars and all of this stuff about being an independent woman, we're only doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So it doesn't make us stand out from everybody else because there's thousands of women that are doing just that, being an independent woman. That just states that, listen. I'm able to provide for myself. I get up and go to work just like you do. I do whatever is required. That's what an independent woman does. 
See, Christian wives have to understand that worldly wives are not going to, they're not going to be able to connect with them. The views are going to be totally, totally different. And that's why you have a lot of confusion in the household because you take things from what another person's relationship looks like and you try to bring it in into your relationship and that's not going to work because everybody is totally, totally different from one another. It depends on um, how they were raised. Did they have a daddy in their lives that can direct them and teach them how to treat a woman? Did they have a support system in their life? You know, if they didn't have this type of support system, how can they lead your marriage? So what we instantly want to do is because we get in a relationship And then we say, you're not leading, you're not doing what the Bible does, but we have to be careful of that because if they were never taught how to be leaders, how can they lead their house? Now, see, we have to keep in mind that that's why when you court, that's why when you're trying to find a spouse, you have to understand that you're marrying him for the good. You're marrying him for the bad. If he got other children, you're marrying that. He got crazy mama, crazy daddy. You're marrying that. Crazy sisters, crazy aunties, cousins, whatever it may be. You're marrying that. That's what you're marrying. So you got to keep in mind. That's why it's important before you get married to go to God first and ask God to pick you out a spouse. See, when we start picking our own spouses, then we want to go back and blame God. Oh, he looks good. Oh my goodness, he's fine. That thug with them Timberland boots on and that that white shirt, that fresh haircut, smelling all good. And then when he becomes a dog, then then we're mad at God. God never told you to go down the street and you want to you want to look at the man that's smelling good and looking good and here he is, he's a dog. Then you got the man next door that don't look like nothing, that goes to work every day, that goes to church every day. See, we don't want that. We want the bad boys. Then we want to blame God. When we get them bad boys, we want to blame him for what happens. See, we can't do that. That's why you have to take God, take your spouses and take the ones that, you know, you're meeting and take it to God and ask God, is this the man for you? Because I'm telling you, there comes many problems. You know, you, you have to understand that man that God picks for you may not look like nothing, but you may, you will have a wonderful relationship if you have God pick your mate for you. It's so very, very important that you ask yourself these questions. A woman who desires to be a godly Christian wife can ask herself uh, many questions. One of them are, am I keeping my spiritual life healthy in my top priority? Have I willingly accepted my God-given role as a partner to my husband? Not his boss, but his partner. Do I seek daily to humble myself and serve Jesus? Have I stripped my heart of idols such as shopping, flirt, flirtations, hoarding, or addictions? Does my free time indicate that I have value, my husband, my family, and my savior? Am I guarding the spirit of my home by what I allow in, allow through through social media, magazines, and music? Do I keep myself physically and emotionally pleasing to my husband? Do my dress, makeup, and, rep, and presentation indicate that I have respect, that I respect my body, my husband, and my savior? Have I eliminated the worldly things from my speech, such as swearing, gross talk, dirty jokes, so that my words are gracious? 
Am I wise and careful manager of my household finances? Do I give my husband respect because of his position only when I think he deserves it? Do I take good care of my husband's house and children? Do I guard his heart by never revealing a private discussion publicly or using his weaknesses against him? Am I continuing to develop the gifts and passions God has entrusted to me? Am I relying on my own power or the power of the Holy Spirit to be a godly wife, mother, and discipline? Because Jesus canceled our sin. Anyone who desires can become a godly person. Godliness is not dependent upon intellect, education, or religion. It's also not off limit to those with checkered past, such as divorce papers or prison records. As followers of Christ, we should all seek to become more godly in whatever role we hold, because it is commanded, and because we want to be more like the one we love, which is Jesus Christ. I hope that this message has helped you. And those, those questions, I want you to really and truly ponder on that. And I want you to see where you fit in. See, you have to remember that your marriage is, a, is your ministry. So today, I want you to go forth and perfect your ministry, perfect your household. And understand, don't, don't worry about what everybody else got going on. Don't worry about how everybody else's marriages is looking on TV and in the magazines and that perfect relationship. Because guess what? You're not going to have the perfect relationship. There is no such thing as a perfect relationship. But there is a relationship where you have God and just God only in your household will be blessed. I thank you for listening to me. And you go back and you think about what I talked to you about today and you apply these things to your life. And I promise you, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He sits on the high throne and he's he's just waiting for you just to just to apply these things so you can be prosperous. The devil's going to be mad because now you'll know the difference between a worldly wife and a, a, a woman that is married, a godly wife. Okay. Any issues you got going on with your spouse, okay? Don't 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 let everybody know. Everybody can't handle that. They can't handle what you're talking about. They're not going to understand. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. Some women will even get you set up to tell you what they want you to hear. And guess what? They'll get you out there, leave you holding the bag, and they'll swoop right on in and take your husband. Be be careful. Be wise in everything you do. Jesus loves you and he has your back. I love you too. Thank you for listening. Be blessed. Good afternoon, everyone. Oh my goodness. Today is going to be such a blessed day for you. Um, I'm going to be talking about what does the Bible say about being a Christian wife? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you and we ask that you bless this message. We ask that you reach, it reaches your children so that way they can be blessed by this message. I ask that you put your anointing on this word that you have gave me for your people so that way they can walk forward and then not be deceived by what the world has stated to them, what type of a wife to be. We praise your name in advance and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
being a Christian wife, we all know at times it is very, very difficult. You know, being a Christian wife will sometimes have you looking like a fool. And being a Christian wife will sometimes have people scratching their heads and wondering what type of a person are you? So today I'm going to be explaining to you the benefits of being a Christian wife outside of a, a worldly wife. And there is a difference. See, people don't understand that there is a difference. See, nowadays, everybody is just basically, they're just moving and just doing whatever they want to do. And they maneuver around in the world, just, you know, listening to their friends and listening to the TV and listening to the radio and what a woman should be. See, Anytime that you take the fundamentals, anytime you take which was what was created, which is the Bible, so that way we can be blessed. Anytime you take God out of stuff, then that's where you have issues at. A lot of Christian women that are wives, you're going to have to learn how to be humble. You're, you're going to be in a situation where it seems that you're always the one on getting the short end of the stick. It's going to seem that you're frustrated. It's going to seem to people that you're just dumb and people will not understand. But when you made up in your mind that for God, I live and for God, I die and that I'm going to serve God regardless and do what he tells me to do. I'm going to be obedient to the word of God that was placed in front of me so that way I can get my blessings. See, when you're a Christian wife, then you pray for your spouse. When you're a Christian wife, you care what goes on in your household and what goes on with your children and what goes on with your husband. You have to know the order of the household and people might put their children before their husband where that's not that's not the correct way. It's God first and then your spouse comes and then it's your children and everybody else comes after that. Anytime you take that out of order, then you're out of order and then that brings problems because you don't know the order. You don't know the position that you're supposed to be playing as a Christian wife. And a lot of people, they will come up against this when I tell them and I say that the, it's God first and then it's your it's your spouse and then it's your children because some people bring their children before their husband. Okay, now I'm not talking about a boyfriend. I'm not talking about putting your boyfriend before your children. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the order of a sanctified household under God. There's a difference. Some worldly women, they feel as though they can just do whatever they want to do. And the problem is that a lot of people, they look to the magazines, they look to um, people, they look to what their moms and their sisters and aunties did. They're basically just, you know, doing whatever they want to do and they're just going along with how the world says they're supposed to act. A lot of people have big mouths, you know, a lot of people, rather you be right or wrong, a lot of women, they have a mouth on them. And what I've learned over my many years of walking through life is that sometimes it, it you have to humble yourself. Me coming from 
a strong woman and me not taking no mess from anybody and me knowing who I am within Jesus Christ and me being confident with who I am, not for people, but because I, I realize that I am made perfect in the image of God. God has me in position to do just what he wants me to do. And he wants me to look this way for his purposes. And he wants my temperament to be this way for a purpose. See, when you're married, you have to basically set aside your own desires and your own dreams and your own goals. And you have to make your household, you have to make your husband your ministry. There's going to still be storms and there's still going to be tribulations and there's still going to be some things that you are going to go through as a Christian wife. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you're built. It doesn't matter what car you drive or what house you live in. None of that matters. It's all about putting God first. As a Christian wife, one of the most important things is if something goes on with your spouse and even if you know that he's wrong and even though you know that you are um, accurate and your findings or whatever's going on, you don't have to go to your husband and argue about anything because all that's, all that's going to do is cause confusion and strife in your household because when you go to a person and you start telling them this or telling them that, we have to know that they're immediately going to be defensive. Okay. So what I've learned is I don't need to go to anybody to talk about anything. I go to God. The most important thing that you should learn out of this lesson is if you are married, if you're having an issue with your spouse, you go to God about that person because God has a way of um, changing their heart. God has a way of convicting them. So if I go to God and my daddy already knows what's going on, I know and I can I can rest assured that everything is going to be okay because I went to my daddy which he's the one that can make the change. He's the one that can change the heart. He's the one that can bring people into repentance because whenever you stop playing God and you go to God, God can do amazing things. The first step in becoming a Christian wife is surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus. Not only with the the Holy Spirit empowering us can only give us a life under godly people. When we place our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, it is similar to the wedding day. The entire direction of our lives have to be built around Christ. When we do this, we begin to see life from God's perspective and not our own, rather than pursuing our own agendas. That means that a Christian woman will approach marriage with a different mindset that a worldly woman would. Her desires were not only to be a good wife, but it would be to be a good wife for her husband and be a good mother for her children as well. Being a Christian woman involves living out of the principle found in Philippians chapter two, verse three and four. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. If you do this, then I promise you that this will alleviate a lot of the arguments that you're having in your household. Because when you go into, when you go under, under God, 
and you ask God to fulfill your purposes. See, God knows you. God knows your spouse. And God will do just that. He will bless that marriage regardless of what you're going through. One of the most frequent areas of conflict in marriage is sex. This is something that we have to, I want you to grasp this and I want you to understand this. See, men are so different than women. See, men desire sex more often than we do. Men also place a higher value on the sexual relationship. And their self-worth can be threatened when their wives refuse to cooperate. Most wives lose the level of interest in sex that they may have had at the beginning of a relationship. See, this right here, like I told you yesterday, that when you are meeting somebody and you're courting, see, you might stay in the bed all day long. But when you've been with that person for so long, you begin to grow gracefully and understand there's more to it than that. There's more to it than being in a bed, you have another, um, your priorities are different. See, we find emotional fulfillment through our relationships, such as our children and our friends. But this sometimes can lead to a husband's resentment and hostility when his wife does not understand his true need for sexual expression. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 through 5, it explains that husbands and wives do not have total control over their own bodies, but have given themselves to each other. A Christian wife realizes that in submitting her body to her husband, she is in fact surrendering to the Lord's plan for her. See, that submission right there, a lot of people, they don't want to hear that word submission. When you say submission to people nowadays, honey, the women will tie up their hair, they'll take their earrings off, and they're ready to fight. Because that's like a cuss word. That's like saying, blank, blank, your mama, when you talk about submission. But see, we have to understand that we can't look at submission that way. We have to understand that we're looking at it like we're working for God ourselves, okay? So this is how it's blessed. Wives are told to submit to their husbands as they do to the Lord. See, we cringe at the word submit because it has been used by men, it has been, to, as an excuse to treat, like, treat us like slaves, when these three verses are ripped from their context and applied to women only, they become a tool in the hand of Satan. See, Satan often twists scriptures to accomplish his evil purposes. So you have to know your word. You can't let Satan take scriptures and you can't let him use them, let, let him use them on you to fulfill his purposes. You got to know your word. See, when you place God above your marriage, God is always going to see things through, you know, even though sometimes men don't even deserve, they don't deserve what we got to give to them for whatever reason. That's what we feel. But we have to understand that God has made them the, the, the head. See, when you understand the head and you understand that you are the weaker vessel then you will understand how to walk gracefully through your marriage. A lot of worldly women, they're not going to understand this because guess what? They're walking in the movement of, I'm a, I'm, a, um, I'm a woman, I'm an independent woman. So what I look at as being an independent woman, it's just a woman that's mad. 
It's just a woman that is angry. And I'm not talking about, oh, I can take care of myself. You know, when you're a certain age, that's what you're supposed to be doing. So all of these stars and all of this stuff about being an independent woman, we're only doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So it doesn't make us stand out from everybody else because there's thousands of women that are doing just that, being an independent woman. That just states that, listen. I'm able to provide for myself. I get up and go to work just like you do. I do whatever is required. That's what an independent woman does. See, Christian wives have to understand that worldly wives are not going to, they're not going to be able to connect with them. The views are going to be totally, totally different. And that's why you have a lot of confusion in the household because you take things from what another person's relationship looks like and you try to bring it in into your relationship and that's not going to work because everybody is totally, totally different from one another. It depends on um, how they were raised. Did they have a daddy in their lives that can direct them and teach them how to treat a woman? Did they have a support system in their life? You know, if they didn't have this type of support system, how can they lead your marriage? So what we instantly want to do is because we get in a relationship and then we say, you're not leading, you're not doing what the Bible does, but we have to be careful of that because if they were never taught how to be leaders, how can they lead their house? Now, see, we have to keep in mind that that's why when you court, that's why when you're trying to find a spouse, you have to understand that you're marrying him for the good. You're marrying him for the bad. If he got other children, you're marrying that. He got crazy mama, crazy daddy. You're marrying that. Crazy sisters, crazy aunties, cousins, whatever it may be. You're marrying that. That's what you're marrying. So you got to keep in mind. That's why it's important before you get married to go to God first and ask God to pick you out a spouse. See, when we start picking our own spouses, then we want to go back and blame God. Oh, he looks good. Oh my goodness. He's fine. That thug with them Timberland boots on and that, that white shirt, that fresh haircut smelling all good. And then when he becomes a dog, then, then we're mad at God. God never told you to go down the street and you want to, you want to look at the man that's smelling good and looking good. And here he is. He's a dog. Then you got the man next door that don't look like nothing, that goes to work every day, that goes to church every day. See, we don't want that. We want the bad boys. Then we want to blame God. When we get them bad boys, we want to blame him for what happens. See, we can't do that. That's why you have to take God, take your spouses and take the ones that, you know, you're meeting and take it to God and ask God, is this the man for you? Because I'm telling you, there comes many problems. You know, you, you have to understand that man that God picks for you may not look like nothing, but you may, you will have a wonderful relationship if you have God pick your mate for you. It's so very, very important that you ask yourself these questions. A woman who desires to be a godly Christian wife can ask herself uh, many questions. One of them are, am I keeping my spiritual life healthy in my top priority? Have I willingly accepted my God-given role as a partner to my husband? Not his boss, but his partner. Do I seek daily to humble myself and serve Jesus? Have I stripped my heart of idols such as shopping, flirt flirtations, hoarding, or addictions? 
Does my free time indicate that I have value, my husband, my family, and my savior? Am I guarding the spirit of my home by what I allow in allow through through social media, magazines, and music? Do I keep myself physically and emotionally pleasing to my husband? Do my dress, makeup, and rep and presentation indicate that I have respect, that I respect my body, my husband, and my savior? Have I eliminated the worldly things from my speech, such as swearing, gross talk, dirty jokes, so that my words are gracious? Am I wise and careful manager of my household finances? Do I give my husband respect because of his position only when I think he deserves it? Do I take good care of my husband's house and children? Do I guard his heart? By never revealing a private discussion publicly or using his weaknesses against him. Am I continuing to develop the gifts and passions God has entrusted to me? Am I relying on my own power or the power of the Holy Spirit to be a godly wife, mother and discipline? Because Jesus canceled our sin. Anyone who desires can become a godly person. Godliness is not dependent upon intellect education, or religion. It's also not off limit to those with checkered past, such as divorce papers or prison records. As followers of Christ, we should all seek to become more godly in whatever role we hold, because it is commanded, and because we want to be more like the one we love, which is Jesus Christ. I hope that this message has helped you and those those questions I want you to really and truly ponder on that. And I want you to see where you fit in. See, you have to remember that your marriage is, a, is your ministry. So today I want you to go forth and perfect your ministry, perfect your household and understand, don't, don't worry about what everybody else got going on. Don't worry about how everybody else's marriages is looking on TV and in the magazines and that perfect relationship. Because guess what? You're not going to have the perfect relationship. There is no such thing as a perfect relationship. But there is a relationship where you have God and just God only in your household will be blessed. I thank you for listening to me. And you go back and you think about what I talked to you about today and you apply these things to your life. And I promise you, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He sits on the high throne and he's he's just waiting for you just to just to apply these things so you can be prosperous. The devil's going to be mad because now you'll know the difference between a worldly wife and a, a, a woman that is married, a godly wife. Okay. Any issues you got going on with your spouse, okay? Don't 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 let everybody know. Everybody can't handle that. They can't handle what you're talking about. They're not going to understand. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. Some women will even get you set up to tell you what they want you to hear. And guess what? They'll get you out there, leave you holding the bag, and they'll swoop right on in and take your husband. Be, be careful. Be wise in everything you do. Jesus loves you and he has your back. I love you too. Thank you for listening. Be blessed.